This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Yeah, that was a great effort. It really was. Uh, from uh, Our penalty killers did a huge job for us in the third period. When we needed the big save from Helly, we got it. But uh, Mark, Mark's line is playing fantastic. Adam's line did a great job. Our fourth line did a fantastic job today. They had a few more minutes because they deserved them. They were out there, and you saw the great play Axe uh, made on their, on their first goal. So it was a great effort. Uh, it's a great hockey team over there. But, you know, if we want to, and we talked about it this morning, we want to be considered an elite team. you got to beat the teams ahead of you. Uh, and we, we proved tonight that we can be uh, we can play with anybody. Head coach Rick Bonus of the Winnipeg Jets last night following a 4-2 win over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Jim Toth, free-for-all Friday today. Free-for-all Friday! 204 780 It is the most exciting day of the week. Fans clamor for this. They die. There's clamoring going it's, on. It's right a constant now. assault. Yeah. Is what it is. What was the take earlier this week that I said it's not Friday? I can't address this. That's right. It's ridiculous. Um, but today, I'll think about it. Yeah. 204 780 Of course, we're going to talk about the big win over the first in the Central. That's uh, a big win. Colorado Avalanche as well, of course. Uh, but we are joined in studio by a special guest today. Um, Friend, who, friend of the program. Yeah. Actually, I put him in, in too good. Of, yeah. Friend of the show. I put him in too good of a seat. I put him in the top chair, and uh, I actually can't control his mic here, but it is on now. Whoa. Hello, Jamie. Hey, guys. Jamie Thomas. Um, what are we, I mean, director, I mean, not, you know, you're, you're content creator with Winnipeg Jets, you're the host of the Ground Control Podcast, and we finally got you in studio. Yeah. The, the uh, best part about my everyone, this whole change in jobs, everyone's like, what's your title? I'm like, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, searching, I'm searching for like, having you on the show on the Wednesday. Content creator doesn't sound very sexy. Sounds like you're like on Twitch or something yeah. like that. Or yeah, sounds like you work on the film Toy Story or something. Yes. Yeah, like I'm a content creator. I make Woody's hat move. <laughs> something I like design that. costumes. There you go. Oh, yeah. Also, which we do. I, the freedom allows you to walk around downtown, which is where we found you. Come on upstairs. Just wandering. Well, because I, I did all those broadcasts from a boardroom on what, I don't know what floor it was, but Paul and I always came through some back door um, down a hall, then an emergency exit here yeah. and there, and then we found our way to the boardroom. So that's where my memory took me, not to the actual front door of 201 Portage. Okay, well, we got you. We Thank got you, you for having me. No no problem. Thanks for, for joining us. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. The phone lines are open. I mean, big win for the Winnipeg Jets. 4-2 victory. I mean, Jamie, we'll get your thoughts on it. I mean, what would you what did you sort of take away uh, from from last night's game? Well, so you go you go from the game against the Carolina Hurricanes, which clearly was Ben don't break. And you know, I asked Brendan Dillon about the whole philosophy, Ben don't break, and his comment was that you they want to put their game plan into you know into play first. Yeah, Carolina played to their structure when when they were here. The Jets where I thought were a lot more ready to go. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, and uh, sure, Colorado had sustained moments of pressure, and there were some nail biting moments in the third period. And Absolutely. whenever their power play goes on the ice, you're like, "Holy cow!" But I think the Jets, the best way to say this is, there's no panic in their game. Yeah, and I know we talked about this when I was on with you guys last, and I just you don't see it again. Like Colorado does that to everybody. So it's like it, almost like you go, okay, this is going to come, but let's just make sure we limit the damage. And they 100% did that. Did Connor Hellebuck have to make any brilliant saves last night? I didn't see any. He was just solid. 
There yeah. wasn't. Well, plus, he was goaltender interfered with. Yeah, yeah. Man, was he sour after the game. He was still hot after <laughs> the was, game. I was we were like, laughing about that. I don't. I don't think that was goaltender interference. I, and I was, but he was adamant. I, I feel like sometimes when goaltender interference happens, and I'm, did I miss something? Because uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you watch the game at home, it's totally different than when you're in the building. And you're like, what? Did I go grab a drink or something when this happened? So I'm like, I didn't see this. So uh, I'll play the clip here. He's Hellebuck after the game. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're playing phenomenal in front of me. Um, I, I think the second one's goal interference. The guy comes through my skate, and I don't think I ever let that that goal in if the guy doesn't do that but we might have taken down I know I was pretty furious at the moment but I thought we played pretty good other than that you should look up how many goal interference penalties are called in a season and then how many are called back of goals I bet you the ref doesn't really look at the goalie at all and get calls maybe a handful of times a season so they're not really looking at us they're they're relying on the the video replay so those guys got to get it right. Well, does his head coach Rick Bonus agree? Was it goaltender interference? Because we, because we we back checked to the net, so they're going to look at that. Well, it's your guy that's going to push him in there, right? Was he interfered with? Absolutely. But did our you know Gus was back checking and uh, he kind of so the guy gets between Gus and the goalie and you push him in, he knocks the goalie. They're going to say, well, Gus knocked him in there. So and, they, and again, this goalie interference, man, it's got to be so blatant that then you can't be afraid to call it. But I was considering it simply because I. The penalty killers were doing a great job tonight, and but again, that one there was there was no way we were going to win that. Yeah, so like Miles Wood, he he did make contact with uh, Connor Hellebuck, um, but was outside of the crease. Um, and I agree a hundred percent with Rick Bonus on that. And I think there's a little bit of a quote there when he says um, uh, somewhere along the lines of, "Of course, he was goaltender interfered with." I'm not sure. He's going to be going up against his goaltender in a situation like that. I think you have to with with Connor Hellebuck. Who I'm, I'm sure, uh, Jim, weren't you saying he's on the committee or something like that? Well, he's on the equipment committee, isn't he? For size yeah. and gear and yeah. everything like that. And I would presume that, I, I would love to hear those meetings now. now if you're oh Rick Bonus gosh. and you know Connor Hellebuck, how heated he gets about this. Like, I'm sure he makes phone calls. Like, he's he's in on this all the time. Well, This he, really bothers him. Did he look that mad, though, after that no, goal? That's where I'm thought, like, I was well, hot. What, I'm like, <laughs> this is what the post game when I heard it on 680 CJ. Rick Kelly is Moore not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. He's going to back up his goaltender. But they have a point of like to the goalie whether your guy if your guy's battling with a guy Mm -hmm. and even though he pushes you into him like to a goalie I was interfered with right like Mm -hmm. it just I can't make that save when this happens he's not looking to who's pushing who and what's going on and the battles that go on and then I kind of have a a problem with the battles that go on. If a battle's going on in front of the net and a guy can't stay out of the crease that's like the defenseman should be able to use that Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm with you too. And I, I even think so. Let's we're going through this whole thing of goaltender interference. Remember the game against Dallas with Pavelski's um, stick hit Helly in, yeah. in, in the mask. I texted Jamie McLennan. I'm like, okay, wh- okay, what was that? He goes, well, that did distract him. So yeah. I'm like, so well, and, do you and, have to have another goaltender in the replay room for this type yeah. of situation? Well, on the high stick in the mask that he called and didn't yeah. win, what you're kind of referencing there is, yeah. is just that I, that's a high stick yeah. in the face, but yet you can't review that. I know. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's but a if whole, it's a high stick in the face, how is it not interfering with it? Well, it didn't how is it not a high make, stick? Then it's a high yes, stick at the same time. And it time. didn't prevent him from making the save. Yeah. Anyway, it was a big win.
Yeah, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. The phone lines are open. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll continue this up. we got some text messages coming in. we got some phone calls, hopefully, that are going to be coming in as well. 204-780-6868. i got to ask you a question, though. Okay. Is OV going to be able to do it? Don't answer. We'll get to that in a second. Be right back. OV. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Well, last night... The Colorado um, Colorado Avalanche, of course, losing to the Winnipeg Jets, uh, four to two. Uh, but there was another game that kind of uh, caught my eye yesterday, and it involved the Washington Capitals. Uh, of course, in a, a game that a lot of Winnipeg Jets fans were probably uh, paying attention to, uh, with the the battle with the Stars just to point up on the Winnipeg Jets right now in the standings, five four in a shootout. In that game, an assist for uh, Alex Ovechkin registers an assist. And he gets to fifteen hundred points. The thing is, his goal total has been a little bit slow. He's only had five goals so far in his first 22 games on pace for only 18, which would be his worst showing. And I saw this on Reddit uh, since the lockout. That's even included, including the lockout shortened season. Um, And he's also at the same time spending more than 25% of his ice time on the power play this year. At this pace, playing out the rest of his contract, he'd finished with only 876 goals, 18 short of Gretzky's 894. Is Ovechkin going to be able to pass that mark? I have to think he's going to start to find the back of the net. You know, this is, this is too much of a, of a drop. I mean, what do you think? I think, I think he's where the Washington capitals are right now is like they're in the middle road of deciding what they're going to do next with their franchise. So I think he still has an outside shot of it. If, if you would have asked me this question, beginning part of the year, I would say hundred percent, he's going to break this record Yeah, because he, beginning part of last year, last season, I was like, there's no way he does it. Yeah. But then he's just kept scoring and scoring. It looks like he has, you know, he stays healthy he can play a long, a long time. He can do this, but with this year, you're starting to see father time kick in here a little bit. Well, and so, as of this moment, I don't think he does it. What's lost in the whole conversation around health? Like for the past two or three years, everyone said he's got to stay healthy. He's got to yeah. stay healthy. Yeah. Nobody was talking about, except for him, mm-hmm. the quality of players he was playing with. And this is a franchise that is not even as deep as the Penguins. Like, if you look at the Penguins' top six or the number one power play yeah. and who Crosby is playing with, it does not equal to what he's playing with with the Washington Capitals. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, this organization has to make a major decision for themselves, but then he's got to sort of decide here, like, do I retire a Capital? Because I'm not going to make 894 goals. He's just yeah. not. Not with this retooling, rebuilding. Well, I feel like the organization is sort of in a position, exactly what you said there at a crossroads, where it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go through a, a rebuild, but to drive revenue, I'm telling you, if, if Ovechkin gets close, I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to be packing the barn to, to, to watch every single game. Is he going to get two? Is he going to get close? How much is? That's really going to create a lot of excitement around the team, kind of maybe help them through what is going to be a difficult time. That's sort of where, that has to do with like when they signed Tom Wilson to that long-term extension. That's what I was sort of feeling like, let's get through this period and then at the end of it, you know, and we'll, we'll you know, Ovechkin chasing Gretzky. I mean, that's a huge storyline. And it's great for the league too. Yeah. But, so you're, being in the building last year when he passed um, Gordie Howe, like the atmosphere in the building was electric. It was fantastic. Yeah. So to, to, to your point about that, that would only help sell tickets. So, but you have to help the guy out a little bit. But do you sacrifice 
rebuilding? Do you sacrifice your future doing that? Yeah. Do you owe that to him for everything he's done for your organization? So, well, they'll want to <laughs> keep him for as long as they can. Yes. But guys, he's playing with Dylan Strom and Tom Wilson. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good point. And then the power play, like the number one unit, is Strom or Connor McMichael, Tom Wilson, Ovechkin, and John Carlson. This power He's not play. scoring 40 goals a year on this this lineup, and, and and they need to augment that if he is. Yeah, and like with Backstrom's injury, that just like... TJ Oshie and all that, yeah. Yeah, we, we got a phone call on Free For All Friday, 780-6868. Dino, thanks for joining us. Go Dino, ahead, Dino, we only got about a minute, though, buddy, but you go ahead. Okay, I'll try and be quick. So, yeah. so uh, at the trade deadline, if we're doing well, um, I'm noticing Tampa Bay just fell out of the wild card race. Do we make a play for Steven Stamkos? Because they weren't looking too good at the beginning of the year. It looks like uh, he might want the extension, but the team might not. Do we try and fit him in? Well, that's what their GM, Breezebrough, said, that we're going to see how the season goes. And I think if they're in the playoffs, they, they keep him and try to resign him. And if they're not, he will be the hottest commodity if this team is not in the playoffs or looking to deal him. So... Especially with that many, like experience. How many teams can how many teams can fit eight and a half million into the cap? Well the, the deadline like, it'll be a we get if we get rid of Schmidt, we got a lot of room. Wow, they're not gonna get rid of Schmidt. That's <laughs> De- not- <laughs> deadline would be a, a lot better, but you have to pay to get rid of Schmidt and then you're gonna have to pay to get Stamkos. And that's a lot of pain. That's not gonna come Cheap. No, that's not going to come cheap. No, and and it's a situation. Yeah, because the Jets right now, as of right now, they've just north of seven million dollars in deadline cap space, and who knows? There could be some IR players have to go on there. That things could change that. So that number isn't certainly uh, heavy. But anyways, Dino, thanks so much for the call. Let's take a yeah. break. Let's come thanks, back. Dino. Let's get some more calls. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Certainly got some text messages. I really want to make sure we get those uh, on Is the there air. A baseball player signing today or something? Know, there's like some, I keep getting texts and emails. You guys I don't know this Ot Ot Ot. Oshani? O-L-A. O-L-A? Is he going to L-A? So obvious. <laughs> People are going to be so disappointed there's when something the about a sushi. There's a, such a, there's a sushi are just be restaurant in Toronto? But it's not over. It, it, it's not over. Like here, I know we go on a break here fast, but it's just Oh, here breaking news is Skyler Peters coming right now. <laughs> He's incensed when we mentioned L-A and the Astros. <laughs> we got to go. We'll Why is back. he kicking chairs? <laughs> Hope he's okay. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Let's get you back to the band of geniuses. Jets at noon. Today well, the I, day, wouldn't, I wouldn't Hollywood. say genius. I'd say high IQ. I wouldn't go that well, far. I Jamie Thomas genius. bumps this up a fair bit. I would yeah. not give the usual crew that uh, I that wouldn't moniker. say genius, Hollywood. I would have just said three guys smarter than me. That's what I would have said. Well, that's just not saying much, you know? <laughs> Trying to give you guys some credit here. It's a low bar. It's like, it's like 82 over 80. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. IQ is almost at 100 in this room. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. Incremental yeah. advantage. You, you have one we more just, assist. It's like we need one, one more, more person that pushes over a hundo. <laughs> is today yeah. the day? Today's, I, today's I, the day, I boys. I saw the tweet. I said, Everybody's today's asking the day. Us, so. To talk about yeah. it. MLB insider Max Domi tweeted an hour Yo. ago, LFG yeah. Blue Jays. So I think this is pens, <laughs> pens being put to paper. I, I, I think it's pending. I think it's pending. I think it's imminent. <laughs> that contract is being slid right in front of Otani right yeah. now. Yeah. Max Domi says we have to do this. <laughs> Max is in the room. He, yeah. he, I'd put him in negotiation. We're taking him to Pizza Nova is the first place he's going to land up. At, I, heard, uh, I heard the interpreter said that. He said, ask Max. <laughs> Does, does Otani get a Canadian Tire <laughs> sponsorship deal <laughs> that's left on the table for Steven Stamkos all those yeah, years ago? No, it's yeah, that's for sure. We it's, have our superstar. <laughs> if, listen, if I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. 
Nobody does but him. Sushi Skyler restaurants. Does. I know what's happening. Skyler does. I already called Private Royal Sports planes. trying to get the jersey He's printed, boys. contacted the good people oh at Royal trying to get a jersey. Is he going to take Kikuchi's 16 or wear 17 once again? And the good people I know at uh, Royal, Gerald and Greg, will definitely make you one even if he signs somewhere else. You, he'll, they'll make you a, a <laughs> that, Blue Jays or Tommy. I bet they would. They would. That, that's not awkward at all, hey? <laughs> Here's your Otani jersey. I can see Gerald right now going, I'll do it. Uh, I don't know why, but I'll do it. <laughs> I'll take your money. No but, but problem. A week ago, I thought of getting one that just said Showtime, S-H-O, time, and then 24 for the year. Yeah. Because then, like, five years from now, you can look back and, like, remember when we thought we were going to get Shohei Otani? That would be funny. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold off, boys. I, I can stop by on Pemmon on my way home if, yeah. if needed. But we'll, yeah, we'll see. Here's the whole thing. Wasn't it last week, just the beginning part of last week, that, or the end of it, that Juan Soto was coming to the Blue Jays? Yeah. So this is how much quickly this stuff changes. The Yankees, the Yankees were out. Then he went the to the Empire. Oh, yeah. 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 And now it's completely the Yankees. Well, maybe we should give seven pitchers. Yeah. Maybe we should give seven pitchers to get this guy. Yeah. Never works out. Well, and it's going to be DEFCON 5 for the Jays if they don't land him now. And the Yankees did get Soto, you know. So now totally. the Yankees will average eight runs a game and they'll lose every game 10-8. Because they're pitching. Because they're pitching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny how that game works. I remember when I was at Sportsnet, Greg Zahn used to say, prospects are just meant to be traded. The whole purpose of getting prospects, drafting players, is to trade them when you need a player to come in. That's not actually in baseball. That's well, not. Well, that Brian, Brian Burke said that all prospects, all prospects do is get general managers fired. Yes, as he said that. Yeah, I guess. And gets no fan way. bases fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't like my pros- favorite prospect. Yeah. Well, we've heard that here, right? There's there, there's one guy every year. We've talked about this before. There's one guy. They in pick the, one guy a year that's in the that's being railroaded by the organization. Yeah. No, can't draft. Can't develop. Yeah. He's getting worse in the press box. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. He oh, should yes. play on the they, second line. Ruining him. He should play on the second line and move this guy down. No, that's not going to happen. That's not how things work. 204 780 Content creator with the Winnipeg Jets, host of the Ground Control Podcast, Jamie Thomas. I got, honestly, now you're, you're convinced me. I'm removing that from my Twitter profile. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. I, that's where I'm getting it from. President of True North Sports and Entertainment, well, Jamie Thomas, joins well, us now. My daughter came bring your kid to work day, and she's like, I have to tell my teachers what you do when I'm like... <laughs> I'm like a content creator. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, so that's, that's got to go. The best bring your kids to work day are the ones where the kids go home. You're and not, go, I think he gets coffee. Oh. I think he's paid to drink coffee because he went six times. There was nobody at, the Jets were out of town when my daughter came to bring your kid to work day. I literally did nothing. It was just. <laughs> 204 780 You might be here every day after this conversation. <laughs> Free for all Friday here. Uh, we have full lines are open. We got the text messages coming here. 204-780-6868. This texter says, what do you guys think of Samberg, Dylan Samberg, defenseman for the Jets? I think he's on the trajectory of a big contract. Or do you think he'll pull a Truba? What do you think, no. guys? Thanks. No, I don't think he's going to be pulling a Truba. I think uh, Dylan Samberg is developing uh, at a very, very consistent rate. I think his trajectory is going up. I think he's getting a little bit better every single game is what you want from guys his age and with his level of experience. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when his uh, next contract's up in a year after this one. Could you imagine where Dylan Samberg would be right now if he did not make the choice to go back to the NCAA for a third season, to go for a three-peat yeah, at Minnesota Duluth? Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not... A, not, I understood at the time when he had made that choice, but he would be so far ahead. And you wonder, 
do you make the tra- do you bring in Nate Schmidt? Obviously, bring in Brendan Dillon. And I'm not saying anything bad about Nate Schmidt, but how yeah. do, how everything has gone on from that moment when he made that decision? Because clearly, he would have went to the Moose that year when he was going for year number three, and then COVID happened. But I wonder how far ahead Dylan Sandberg would be in his development if he had not made that choice over the course of his career might be a multi-million dollar decision to go back to the bulldogs yeah yes i I thought it at the time i said he's losing money yeah and i because at the time tucker pullman had just signed the three-year seven and everybody was like why would he sign for seven hundred seventy thousand? i'm like because he needs money yeah and i don't mean need money i mean you're 25 years old the average career is four to five years you're a five six defenseman you need to make money. And then at the time, I hope I didn't jinx it. I was like, if he gets injured, yeah. which that's where he is in Vancouver. Now, thankfully, he's got that contract. But the longer you stay in college, the less you're earning going forward. And likelihood of in a league that's gone to the wayside for 29, 30-year-old players, you need to get some resume. And that's why Logan Stanley, like there's uh, Elliot Freeman today with his podcast again, is teams are calling about Logan Stanley. Yes. They're calling because he wants to play. Yes. And it, and they're calling because if you don't want to play him every night, which fair enough, what are you willing to take for him? Because they would like to play him every day. Same with Ville Hainola. His agent says he's unhappy. They have no resume going into contract years. You are do nothing. And all of a sudden you're 23, 24 years old. You've put yourself behind the eight ball by not getting into the league at 2021 for for a contract, and an agent is is trying to do his job by going, you have 33 games on your resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do how do I get you two to three million next year? I can't. So now you got to spend the next two to three years, or in Logan's case, one year. And now, if Logan, if this is the season for Logan Stanley, what's his next contract? Well, it's not going to look at three million. It's going to be no. no, no, it's not. It's going to look at a million and a half to two, maybe two over three or four if he can get term. But and and what is he? He's twenty six. So twenty five. Dylan right Samberg, good for him. Like that's life, and he 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 won some championships. You're never going to forget that. No, and it's it's all in his hometown. It's where he grew up yeah, and everything. Yeah. So I, you get the attachment to it, but there's nothing more out. Like there's nothing else you can. Um, You've done everything. You've won two years, two years in a row. Extremely yeah. difficult to do at the NCAA level, but so I think I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but I just you wonder. I I wonder all the time where he would be and what this team would look like yeah. had he came out. Even it, as a twenty-one year old, he'd be making sixty to seventy k in the A. It'd yeah, be, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, and this texture says giving Stanley reps in games like last night is going to be is going to reap huge benefits come playoff time when refs swallow their whistles. That's what that texture says mm. about Logan Stanley. And I just want to play this clip. This was uh, Rick Bonus yesterday about uh, uh, Stanley's game. You know what? And, and, and I'll, I'll let Rick Bonus say because he could say it better than I can. He was at the end of a shift, and all of a sudden he got Nate McKinnon coming 100 miles an hour. He's going to do that to any defenseman in this league. So it's not Logan Stanley. It's any defenseman in this league would have caught cut flat-footed. He's an elite player with elite speed, and he took advantage of it. So um, good good on him. He made a great play. Yeah, I thought that's very fair. I saw social media light up with this. He's in no man's land, and then he got caught by Nathan McKinnon. I, Top three and, fastest and, and player look, with the puck in the league. Other than that, much to what we were talking about, mm-hmm. people have their player and they like to ride that player. Um, and you know, Jamie, as well as Cam, that any scout will tell you, you don't care where you draft somebody as long as they play. Yes. If they make the NHL and play, then it's a good draft pick, even though it's 23rd overall or whatever. But I saw that play last night and, and Logan Stanley 
was in no man's land, and then he got Nathan McKinnon, which I think any defenseman in the position he was in when McKinnon gets that puck, if you're standing still is or, or in, turning, is gonna the same thing happen to them. So I don't look at that play too much and go, oh, that's Logan Stanley. I look at the rest of his game, and the rest of his game was very good last night. Yeah, and he's he's gonna need succession of games here. He's gonna need like a stretch. To be it's the to fairly thing evaluate to, do to get in every seventh game and yeah. expect to be and play defense like just I I, I know yeah. clearly forward and all stuff like that and goaltending but to play defense in this league especially against the players that like Nathan McKinnon you can't just come in cold like that so and, and it's competitive it's tough to get in right now with yeah. this team you know what I mean and Ville Hanel I mean he's been skating he's 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 getting close and listen he was he was on this team coming out of training camp before he got he went down with that ankle injury he was going to be on this 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 club there was no he was he had a fantastic preseason yeah. he was really really good yeah and this is like organizationally this is fantastic and this is where you can criticize all you want but they've drafted well enough and yes there's a log jam at this position yeah. but it, it's better to have these defensemen than to be one of the teams in the NHL Dying to have a defenseman where you're short. There's a reason why people are calling about Logan Stanley. And, and Look just at the Leafs scrambling for well, D men. Yeah. And, and they and, don't have the picks to do it because they spent it elsewhere else. Yep. He, here's my thoughts about Nate Schmidt, okay? It's the Winnipeg Jets were just recently in a very tight bind because they had too many defensemen that didn't have enough experience. Yep. The reason why they went out and acquired Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt in that offseason was because they lost all the defensemen and the guys in the blue line that they had with experience. So I don't think I think the Winnipeg Jets have learned from what happened. I don't think that they're looking to to get rid of Nate Schmidt. I mean, if a if a deal comes and it comes down the pipe, of course the organization's gonna look at it. But I don't think they're going to get caught in a position where they don't have guys in the blue line with experience. And T- Declan Chisholm, Logan Stanley, Ville Hainala, you know what? Their trajectory, I think, is good. I think they're good defensemen. I think they're going to be good defensemen. But you can't buy experience like Nate Schmidt has. And I think the Winnipeg yeah. Jets have been caught without experience before. We saw what happens. That's why Nate Schmidt's on this team in the first place. Well, and it fits right now. Yeah. This year. And I just... The the more the more we talked about it this week, Cam, I just I don't see them moving an H Schmidt and keeping three Logan Stanleys, no. Declan Chisholm, and Billy Hainolas. And you know how I feel about Chisholm and, and Hainola. I've been yeah. saying I'm a big Declan Chisholm fan. Yeah. But if you're gonna go into the playoffs, and I know somebody said you're putting the cart ahead of the horse, the plan is to make the playoffs. Yeah. And if you're planning to make the playoffs, you want an H Schmidt around. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't really make that do. trade. You, you don't want Ville Hainola to get injured game two of the playoffs and have to put Declan Chisholm in to his 23rd game of his career in the playoff series against Colorado or against, yep. not that he can't and maybe surprise yeah. you, but the plan is, is what's the number one commodity at every deadline? It's veteran defense. <laughs> yes, every Experience. time. Every time you cannot replace experience and it's just, and with a younger player and some guys get ahead of that and can handle it. But you have to have that guy, those six experienced defensemen, maybe seven if you're lucky. And I hate to do this to him because I'm a big fan. I think he's done well, but yeah. I thought Dylan Sandberg was great in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but he had the turnover in overtime. That was the big and it just takes point, one yeah. plate. Now, I really love the next game because I thought he played really good after that and mm-hmm. I was all eyes were on him. He went to the World Championships and played good. 
But those are the things that cost you here and there. Just one mistake in five playoff games is all I saw him make agree- egregious one, but it cost them, right? Yeah, it changed the series, yeah. unfortunately. So especially the way you know, we can go back all you want. They come back all that way and they don't lose an overtime. Very difficult on just a quick mistake. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Free for all Friday. Phone lines are open. Free Text messages all. open as well. Let's take a break. I Let's hope come the Jets back. sign Otani. <laughs> he can probably, he can strap him on a pair of skates. Well, what can he do, Cam? He can't. There's he nothing apparently he can do, do anything. I think he could manage a restaurant. You know who I feel bad for? A series of restaurants. Franch- Mike Trout. The sushi better be good. What about Mike Trout? <laughs> or else he's not coming. What about Trout? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to just keep playing there he's forever? A, listen, he already, embar- he already embarrassed Trout, okay? No one ever thinks about Mike Trout. Wow. I was watching the World Baseball but- Classic. Otani versus Trout. Great. Final. I was actually, I watched it recently. That is such an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. Great theater, man. Yeah, man. I would have loved to see when they met Struck up at spring out. training. Hey. hey when was, they got back to work. Yeah. yeah nice, your, nice hack. I would have waited got three days. I would have waited three days. Then when somebody would have said, hey, Shani, want to come for lunch with us? And I would have said, well, let's get Mike to pay because I own him. <laughs> He'll be right back and then see how That's it comes That's how you out. send a message to our camp. <laughs> Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Free for All Friday, Jim Toth, Cam Poitras, Jamie, Jamie Thomas, host of the Ground Control Podcast uh, with the Winnipeg Jets, joining us now. Here's a texter. This one's from uh, this. Oh, I just had a good one here. Where would it go? It just disappeared. It was that good. It was that good that I just uh, <laughs> you put it in a special folder. Why'd you delete it. You're like, let's bring this up next week. <laughs> now it's now it's gone. It was gone. It was. Uh, it was so good. This. Yeah, I thought I saved it. It's in the secret what file. What was it about? Oh, here it is. Here it is. I got it here. I did save it. Uh, you guys, okay. This one, uh, this texter says, you guys may have covered this already, as I just tuned in, but you guys don't actually think the Jets are interested in Line A again, do you? I don't feel like this would be a wise player to spend money on, especially with the focus on defensive play. That's so important for all our players to buy in as a team for us to win. Been there, done that. Wish Line the best, but he's not right for our team. Well, I think he answered your question. As far I, as I'm I don't, concerned, yeah, I look at that. I mean, we're going to kick these names around. If Steven Stamkos is available, but I don't – if you're trading Steven Stamkos, it's, it's a first or a second, another mm-hmm. pick, and a, and a prospect. He, he's not going like to go you're, for... You're sending yeah. Rutgen McGordy, yeah. Brad Lambert, Chaz of those ilk. 100%. Yes. To it's, get that's what it's going to cost. As a rental. And I. this is the question I want to ask you, Jamie, while you have, have you on YouTube, Cam. Um, well, I know you'll be here all the time, Cam, but uh, while well, we have Jamie. He's on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you I think? If the playoffs were tomorrow, yeah. or the de- sorry, if the trade deadline was tomorrow, what do you think they need? Because the third line is awesome. David Gustafson had the question. game. Gustafson had the game of his career last night. You would probably just need depth. Up front. I, 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 I so think you're not so. going to go a Stamkos no. or uh, you're you're and that's no offense to the guy. That's no offense to the, the caller, Dino. Just at this moment, that doesn't make sense. Where you're like, okay, I feel good about this team. We're competing with the top teams in the conference right now. So why you're not going to yourself? What's going to push us over the top? You just beat the Avalanche. You've been comfortable throughout that. Yes. We got Fee on the line. Fee, how's it going? Fee, are you there? No, I guess we don't have. All right, 204-780-6868. They're calling chicken delight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we all get stage fright. That's that's what I mean. Like, (laughs) Would you want a Stamkos? Yeah, but there is that 
and I'm, I don't think this way that often, but you bring him in, he's got to be in the top six. Yes. So now you're bumping Perfetti out or like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Things could change over the course of the season, but I think it's a, I think it's a question of depth. I think, I, it's, I think, depth that's, I think it's a depth question. I don't I, think I, it's I a big splash. I think it's like last year, another Nito Nito rider yeah. and a Mestikoff. Well, I mean, how many of those, those like the huge packages that went out last year, how well, many of them panned the, out? The story, the two yeah. teams that made the Stanley Cup final, one made a move, Florida, and it was to send somebody somewhere for a pick. That was it. They didn't add to their roster. Not at the all. The two teams that made the Stanley Cup final. Even in 1718, when they brought in Paul Stassen, they needed a centerman. Yeah. Like, just another centerman from the middle. Of course, Brian Little plays both wing and center at that, at that time, but they just needed that for depth. Kevin Hayes, too. And, yeah, and yeah. so... The huge They're thing. not in that place right now because of the versatility of everybody up front. They have so much depth up front. They have all these moving pieces. It's very hard to see where... And, of course, Steven, you would make room for Steven Stamkos, but just at yeah. what well, cost? Well, yeah, I mean, our, Ivan Barbashev last year was the best pickup at the deadline, and that yes. was sort of like that wasn't a big move. And all the Leafs and the Rangers and all that crazy stuff didn't add up too much. So I, I think sometimes the best moves are the ones that you don't make at the deadline. Barbashev was a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, Great move. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us here for Free For All Friday. Jim Toth is going to stick around. He's going to be here until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much. Uh, to yeah, Tamana. Jamie, sorry, you're here till three. I didn't know. <laughs> Thanks very much, Tamana. Great job producing the show today. That's going to be it for me. I'll be back same time on Monday. Free See for ya. all. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.